I can't focus unless the gun is on the table. Nothing is normal or natural or everything is game. I'm gonna start a collection of puddings and coupons that can be redeemed for freaking fire miles. We have to get out of this building. They made soup out of my research turtle. See, this is the, the scene of the movie where you help me out. Milk, chocolate, sugar, corn syrup, hydrogenated palm kernel oil, and or palm oil, less than 2% of the following, cocoa powder processed with alkali, salt, egg whites, and artificial and natural flavors. Those are the ingredients of the Three Musketeers candy bar. Hello, and welcome to <laughs> West versus Paul versus Paul versus Predator, wow. the only podcast that I'm aware of. That is about Paul Thomas Anderson, Wes Anderson, and Paul W.S. Anderson. My the great. name is Eric. The great. Yes, the gr- Paul the Great, Paul W. the Great S. Anderson. <laughs> yes, exactly. My name is Eric Anderson. My name is Jeremy Anderson. Hello, and thank you for listening. Boy, oh boy, do we got a, a gruesome twosome for you today. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a first for us, Jeremy, and I think I think it's going to be interesting. Um, Same. You know, but but I think before we dive in, Jeremy, let's just get it out there because you you know it's coming. We're plugging that Patreon. Oh you yeah, you know we're gonna. Yeah, do it. yeah, let's do it. And Jeremy, you know we got a tier on our Patreon, um, which I, I believe hope it's, I can't. Hey, Eric, Eric, I hope it's okay. Maybe you should uh-huh. offer it a hanky to wipe that tear. Jeremy, I'm talking T I E R. Ah, okay. I, well, you still might want to offer to Hanky just to be safe. Yeah, I am wiping a Kleenex on my uh, mon- computer monitor right now, and it is open to our Patreon. Uh, Jeremy, so we we have a tier uh, on the Patreon, um, and we got two. You know, right now we got two heroes, absolute heroes, signed up for this tier, and. And, and the way it works is these these people get to uh, because they're signed up to this tier they get to force us to do an episode on any movie they want. Uh, yes, every couple months, and we have two of those episodes this month, and they are two very good movies, Jeremy. And I don't think I told you what the new one is yet, but we will be doing as you're listening to this. I think our episode on Stay Tuned will be out. Uh-huh. Um, which is a Brian suggestion. And then uh uh I'm a, a I'm, I'm I gotta say, by the way, about that Brian suggestion, stay tuned. Uh, I, I got I take a, I'm I got some umbrage with Brian about this about this pick. Uh and and I won't I'll spoil it on the Patreon on what exactly the umbrage is, but you'll have to you'll have to subscribe and, and tune in to that episode to find out. <laughs> okay. To find out what it is. But just just know. Wait, did you see this as a uh, this pick as some sort of a personal attack on you? It, it turns out that it was. I didn't know that it was, but then it turns <laughs> out that it was, and and you'll and you'll this. find out why on the Patreon. And Jeremy, we got you know Isaac, who is a new patron. Uh, welcome, Isaac. Isaac. We, uh, Isaac suggested, um, and I'm very curious to check this out. Uh, Jeremy, funny games. Isaac oh. is a big uh, Henneke fan. Michael uh, Henneke fan. I'm I'm he, so uneducated on Henneke. The only two I have too. seen though are Amore and Funny Games. 
so I've actually he, seen both versions too. I'm excited. We should do awesome. that, Eric. We should definitely do that. Yes, and he did recommend. He did request the 1997 original. I believe it's, it's Austrian. I believe. Yes. Uh, uh, funny games. So we will be diving into that, um, and then Jeremy. Uh, I get, we'll we'll talk more about it on the Patreon, but I think we got some fun stuff going up. We're also going to be doing our sort of retrospective episodes on, you know, Paul Paul Thomas Anderson and eventually a Wes Anderson one. So yes. uh, great stuff going on over there. Weekly bonus episodes, five bucks a month, and then there's of course other higher tiers <laughs> if you are an absolute hero, mm-hmm. um, like Brian and mm-hmm. Isaac, right. Right, right. Jeremy, so I think we should start this off with, you know, I guess like what, how did we get to this point? <laughs> what are we, how did, how did we get here? Well, that's a good question. I mean, so I guess it all started with uh, what, what amounts to uh, just people having the same names on accident, the same last <laughs> yeah. name. Uh, we, well, we, decided, brothers. we decided to cover... Uh, all the Andersons and uh, the director Andersons, Paul T, Paul W.S. and Wes. And we thought it'd be funny. And we were wrong. (laughs) It wasn't funny at all. It was actually just a nightmare. And we have suffered greatly. And I hope the listener is enjoying listening to our pain as we (laughs) trudge through the films of Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, I do think that not all of them have been completely awful, but a lot of them have been. And you came to me last week uh, explaining that you had tried (laughs) several times to get through the Three Musketeers, Uh and it just was not happening for you. So I I made the call. I said, you know what? Let's let's do a two-for-one, Three Musketeers and Pompeii, they're the non-Resident Evil ones because we're going to get Michael McCaller back on those Resident Evil episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they're probably both really terrible, so we should watch as much as we can of both films and then cover them together on one episode. Do, have I gotten all the specifics right, Eric? Yeah, yeah. And I think you kind of, you know, yesterday or last week, you kind of talked me down a little bit from just wanting to bail on the mm-hmm, whole thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, well, I mean, realistically, I think we're, after we're done with this, we're like four movies away from being done. Maybe three. Is that including um, Monster Hunter? I think so, yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, And if it's any more than four, I will bail and talk about <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it f- more than a month of yes. Paul W.S. Anderson. Right, for sure. But, yeah, I think, I, you know, I want to say, and Brian uh, tweeted at us today. He he, he tweeted, hey, um, someone who, like, had a, I couldn't tell if this was a joke, um, but someone, like, basically tweeted, like, Paul W.S. Anderson is, like, just finished watching Monster Hunter. Paul W.S. Anderson is greater than Paul Thomas Anderson. Whoa. And... I was like reading that and I was like I could not agree like disagree with this more but at the same time I was like well hold on a second these guys are like so different mm-hmm. and yes I think technically it's kind of it's insane to in my opinion to say that you know a Paul W.S. Anderson is even close to a PTA right. but they are two completely different 
guys. I mean, Paul W. S. Anderson is like a studio director kind of action movie guy. Right. That's the opposite of what Paul Thomas Anderson is, and and to an extent, the opposite of what Wes Anderson is. Right. So I think like the original sort of premise of this podcast, in theory, it should have been interesting, and I think it was kind of interesting. <clears throat> but I think the, um, I think I wouldn't really have a problem finishing this all out had Paul W. S. Anderson like had a smaller filmography. Because we've been going back and forth, and what we are now left with, because he's done so many more films, is just having to finish off right. all of his movies consecutively. And, you know, I've mentioned this on the previous episode, but I I will I will watch, like, bad movies and stuff happily for this podcast. Right. And again, bad is subjective. Who's to say what's bad? But these movies, I don't like a lot of his movies. And that's fine usually for this podcast because we get to like talk about them. And, you know, I love hearing what our listeners think. And, and it's funny to talk about some of these movies. But then you get to like, to be honest, Death Race was one of those where I was like, man, I started thinking like, does my lack of enjoyment of watching this and feeling like this is a chore outweigh the joy that I get from doing this podcast. <laughs> and I, you know, I think it, I think it, uh, doesn't necessarily, <laughs> but three musketeers really pushed me to that edge. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, mm-hmm. it really, really pushed me to that edge. So what I'm hoping to get out of this episode, and I think, I do think the resident evil ones are my favorite Pete Paul W. Sanderson's and I'm, Excited to finish those out. Those are kind of a whole different thing because we get Michael on and you guys know about that series. Um, but what I'm hoping to get out of this episode, Jeremy, uh, is yes, I guess we'll kind of gloss over like a little bit of about these two movies and uh-huh. find out how much of it we <laughs> watched. But I think let's take a moment to just kind of, we wa- we finished just finished all Paul Thomas Anderson movies Let's kind of like reflect on like why why are we doing this? Like what is like what really is the difference and what how are we feeling about this Paul W S Anderson and why? I love that idea. Why are we doing this? I you know love what I mean. I, oh yeah! Not only do I know what you mean, I couldn't agree more that that's what this episode should be dedicated to. I I will say though, this is gonna get. I mean, Eric, are you sitting down? Do you, when you record, are you sitting down or are you working out like usual? <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm sitting down, but I'm on a, uh, one of those like recumbent bikes. (laughs) Okay. I don't even know how to say this to you, but Eric, I love the three musketeers. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) No. (laughs) I wonder Uh, if I set your expectations so low. Dude, I love it i think it is a (laughs) good movie i know i couldn't believe it either look look okay good is a strong word sure it's maybe maybe you couldn't in good faith especially up against wes anderson and paul thomas anderson call it a good movie i had a lot of fun watching this movie and that cast is absolutely phenomenal um one of the best casts in a movie of within the last decade 
I think ever. I mean, you've got Matthew McFadden or Fadian, by the way, who's his breakout crazy uh, success in Succession. His amazing character of Tom in Succession. Uh, at the top of the list, you got Mads Mikkelsen as one of the villains, Christoph Waltz as another villain, Orlando Bloom playing a villain, which is amazing. You have, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, oh, Juno Temple, who's pretty good in this. You also have a incredibly rare uh, side role character uh, played by James Corden. <laughs> Eric, right? Did you did you get to the James Corden part? I of the film? I did get I did get to a, a James Corden part, and uh, yeah, it was one of those where I was like, that can't be. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know how great is that? Uh, also, you have Luke Evans, who I think is a really good actor. I think this film is inc- It looks great. The fighting and the action scenes are actually pretty cool. It's got a pretty fun psycho like steampunky style i i agree with exactly what the critics said the performances are great it looks like it looks actually pretty good the directing and the script is abysmal (laughs) (laughs) uh it has a terrible terrible script but despite that you have all these amazing performers in there i think doing a genuinely great job i actually liked three musketeers Eric, I watched exactly one hour of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I was wondering if you had finished it out or not. No, I didn't finish okay. it out. But I did watch well, an hour of it, and I did like it. Well, Jeremy, let's find out what we missed, okay, in, in The Three Musketeers. and um, Let's see. I mean, I don't know. Do you want to go into, into any of the trivia? The, the, the I guess trivia. we could, we could I guess dip the tri- into I think the, the trivia would trivia. be fun. The plot, we don't need to do. Okay. All right. I don't know if that... <laughs> does that sound more fun to you? Just like the like, yes. like weird tr- facts about it sound more fun to talk about than yeah, the yeah. whole really plot? Yeah, yeah. I two Wikipedia plots in a <laughs> single episode. Um, okay. Let me just get to where I was at. That is... I. You know, do you think any of it has to do with the fact that I told you it's one of the worst movies I've seen? Yes, absolutely it does. But I actually do think it is it is second to Mortal Kombat, though, his best movie. Wow. I do you disagree? Do you which one which of his other movies do you would you put above Three Musketeers? That's Let not more not Mortal Kombat. Paul not Mortal Kombat. Lewis Anderson. I mean, I guess uh just off the cuff alien versus predator but alien versus predator is like way lower than mortal kombat i think mortal kombat is like multiple levels above anything else he's done i do too i think mortal kombat is really good and fun i think this though has the spirit of mortal kombat back in it and i maybe what helps is i already like the three musketeers and i already know these characters okay and I and I like I like this. I, I'm re- I was realizing as I was watching it, I kind of like the dashing swordsman French, you know, like whatever this kind of period, the 1600s period piece type thing. I kind of dug it a little bit. I got into it. Um, it. It's not, but like I mean, I don't know. Did you think Christoph Waltz sucked in this movie or Mads Mikkelsen? 
Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, I didn't have a problem with. I'm trying to remember which guy. Christoph Waltz is the Cardinal. Oh, right. Yeah, they were all right. I did not like the, uh, who's the guy, uh, that, like, is, like, wearing the green outfit. He's, like, wearing the wrong outfit during that scene, and he's, uh. Oh, the king? Freddie Fox. Is yeah, the, the king. Person. Yeah. I I dug him. I I thought I because he's playing King Louis the Thirteenth, who's uh, you know famously an insane person, I believe. But uh, but yeah, no. I I even him aside. Um, I also didn't like D'Artagnan. Uh, his name is Logan Lerman. <laughs> I thought the main like the Percy Jackson kid. I thought I thought like he, the main kid was 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 not my. Not to my taste. Yes, I didn't. I don't like him yeah. uh, too much. But either. I even liked Mila in this. I thought Mila as Milady. Oh, Mila was my favorite. I yeah. do like. I yeah. Um, Mila. I kind of like laughed the first time I saw Mila Jovovich because I was just like, every single one of these movies, I'm like, I like forget that she's just in all of his movies. Right. And it was just funny to see her in like, oh, now she's doing this. Right. She's exactly. In like, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, she's great. I mean, I I do like I will she's probably my favorite part of just a lot of these P P P W S Anderson movies. Yeah, I I totally agree. She's not in, you know, surprisingly though though not in Pompeii, which we'll get to probably in a second. P- Pompeii uh maybe watched 15 minutes of it. Do not like Pompeii. Would give this right. a, a big F. Would give I I would I wish that the real Pompeii would happen on the production set of Pompeii. Um, but as far as Three Musketeers, I I'm kind of cannot understand why you hate this movie so fervently because it's de- it's definitely not Soldier. It's definitely not Death Race. This movie to me, it's got like it's got like such I mean amazing talent in it. I mean, the music I sucks. I mean, there's a lot there that sucks. There were too but. many. I I don't think I got an hour into it like you did. I probably <laughs> got like 40 <laughs> minutes or something. <laughs> Here's the thing is like, there were just too many. Um, there were just too many wrong th- things wrong for me too quickly right off the bat. Okay. I think like the the beginning of the movie uh, I don't like the way it's like set up. I think it just like it's again. He's done this in um. I forget what other movie I like felt this way about, but this is not the first time he's done this. Where he starts at like a ten, mm. you know what I mean? And yeah. then I'm like, there's no possible way this movie gets like more heightened than like okay. what it starts with. And it's crazy, and I'm like, who the hell are these people? Why do I... What is going on? Um, I really don't like... uh, And I'm sure he's a great, you know, actor. I just don't like him in this role. The uh, the Logan Lerman character. There's some really, really, in my opinion, bad attempts at humor that just, like, really turned me off. Um, And I will say, and this is not necessarily a... Paul W.S. Anderson, you know, problem, but this is uh, more of a me thing is I just don't like looking at, I don't like this sort of like era. Like this yeah, sort of. Yeah, that makes sense to me. You if, know, if, yeah. like that, any, like even a movie in this style or in this sort of like era, 
um, in place that's done really well. I could watch it all the way through, but I would, you know, there, it, it, I wouldn't maybe love it necessarily. It's just not a time and place that I'm interested in. But I don't know. Um, I I, I, I just think if, like, if that's the case, yeah. if that's your if that's your opinion, I I I totally get that. Yeah, like that's if you if you just are kind of put off by this era in general. Of course, yeah. yes. Uh, of course. But I don't want to write it off as just being that because I do think there were a lot of choices right off the bat where I'm just like, I don't think I can do this because <laughs> I've been here too many times before already. And these movies, like, history has shown that I will not, there is no hope left for me in this movie if this is how it started. Um, and it just became like, it became really hard. Like I, my, I found my mind wandering, and I, in, I literally tried to watch it three times, and I got to a point every time where I felt like I just had it on. Like you know when you're like forced to read a book in school, and you're like, oh, I'm just like reading this. Like my, my eyes are technically going over the the words but I'm not registering any of it. I'm just doing it because I feel like I have to. <laughs> That's kind of what I felt yeah. like mm-hmm. at a certain point with this movie, and I'm like, what What are we doing here? Why uh, Why am I doing this? Like, I'm not absorbing any of it because I, I just didn't care about it. I don't yeah. Know. No, I and I get that. And I mean, come on. Like, look at the font. It's a th- Three Musketeers <laughs> in 3D is the name of the movie on the poster. Like, it looks like a butthole movie and it is a butthole movie like you're not wrong it's just it's just like and and maybe maybe it was um, a part you know partly because you gave me such low expectations going in but partly because i had no idea anything about this movie going in at all and i was so pleasantly uh, surprised to see three of my favorite actors of the last i mean i mean three of my absolute i would put them in my top 10 favorite actors of the last 10 years Christoph Waltz, Mads Mikkelsen, and Matthew McFadyen. Um, those three guys are, I mean, they're like they're like top notch, and they're doing, and they did a good job in this movie too. Um, the only other thing I'll say about it is, I think I think if we were sitting next to each other, I could I could I think you'd have a better time watching it with me because Probably. I think I think like the colors in the movie are spectacular. The visual effects in it are actually not as off-putting as they are in the Resident Evil movies, for whatever reason, and for me. Um, And I think that, like, despite the terrible script, again, I want to echo that these performers are doing a pretty good job with what they're given. Um, That being said, it is still a Paul W.S. Anderson movie. It is still pretty low on the totem pole as far as creative endeavors go. I don't even know if I would necessarily recommend this movie. Um, but I will say this is the kind of movie I thought we were going to be watching the whole time with Paul W.S. Anderson. Mm. I thought every movie was going to be this level where it's like, it's really fun. It's really stupid. It's really clumsy action and clumsy dialogue. But at the end of the day, it's like a fun beer drinking movie with your friends. And that's just not what we got with Paul W.S. Anderson. So maybe this would be a good time to, to, to segue a little bit into Pompeii. <laughs> well, I, one other thing I just want to mention, another thought that crossed my mind is when I 
you know, I did I did see the part where Orlando Bloom arrives in the large mm-hmm. uh, like Zeppelin. Yes, type the Zeppelin thing. plane. Yeah, and that I was like, my my immediate thought was like, man, they're really giving this guy a lot of money to make movies <laughs> at this yes. point. Yes. Oh yeah. In fact, which is but, crazy. But this movie was seventy five million dollars to make. It it made double its money back. Oh man. See, that's the thing. That's how he keeps. I don't know how it, it happened. I don't know how yeah. this movie did because because Three Musketeers, who gives a shit about the Three Musketeers? Pompeii, this movie was a hundred million and it made back one hundred and seventeen million. That sounds right to me. Pompeii, like also a premise that sucks. Nobody wanted this movie. Nobody cares. That <laughs> it should have made nothing, and it did kind of make nothing. But this to me is just such like disposable like hollywood movie like nobody when this movie was from when when did this come out less than 10 uh, 10 years ago 2011 mm-hmm. nobody is thinking about this movie anymore no. nobody is watching this movie anymore it's a movie there was a three musketeers movie that came out when i was a kid and i went to see it and there was a Three Musketeers movie before that, and it's just one of those things that's just going to keep happening, and you get a bunch of famous people to be in it, and it doesn't really matter who else is involved because people are just going to like go on like a Saturday afternoon because it's like a PG, it's an action movie, but it's like PG, so the whole family can go, and then there's like you know a little like love story plot, and there's mm-hmm. a little bit of everything, and so it's just like. May it's just like made in a laboratory in the same way that like a Burger King cheeseburger is like crafted by scientists <laughs> to be like the perfect like Tuesday night meal for families. You know what I mean? It's just like uh, yeah, and then you just agree, eat it yeah. and you crap it out and you're like <laughs> done with it until ten years later when you know Burger King makes another cheeseburger. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 dev, I ultimately I agree with you. The only thing I would say is that's exactly what we thought we were getting into with Paul W. Sanderson. Yeah, you're we thought, right. We we thought that that is exactly what this was going to be. I'm I I'm more interested in talking about why it wasn't that way for most of these films, because we mm. found out with Paul W. S. Anderson is that he actually just isn't a director for hire, like he. He definitely makes what I would I would identify as studio films. Films that are made by committee through a studio. But he writes and directs all of them and most of them are films that no one is asking for. It's not like the Marvel movies where everybody wants these things and they're churning them out on an assembly line. He has to go out of his way to make The Three Musketeers. Nobody wanted this. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody cares about The Three Musketeers. The Three Musketeers have been, are not a, are not a super popular thing, even in 2011. So he has to care about this idea, right? The germ of it. And then it grows and grows and grows, and then he makes a big movie about it. Why, like... Why were so many of his movies so just I I would I I would argue just not fun. To me I think this is fun. You disagree. I totally respect that. But I think we could both agree Soldier is just not fun. It's just not a good movie. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. even in a fun way. Event Horizon not even in a not even in a fun way is it bad. Um what well, I mean what else? There's like uh I got to look up his 
filmography now. <laughs> are we like, I don't know if jaded is the right word, but like you and I are people who watch like, uh, the you know, baby. I mean, we just did, <laughs> yeah, sure. We just did a whole thing on how much we love Stanley Kubrick and David Lynch and like, you know, yeah. we we've been we've been like watching. I don't know, like, I not to say like more sophisticated like cinema or whatever, but like, I I feel like our I don't know, like I feel like we watch movies in it for a different purpose, um, than maybe I guess the you know millions of people that went you know to see the three musketeers in theaters like i don't know i think people the vast majority of people kind of just want something like this and i i guess that's sort of part of why i get frustrated is maybe i'm like because again i'm not saying this is a bad movie i'm saying i it i don't like it and part of why i'm worked up about it is Obviously, <laughs> someone gave him like $75 million to make this and it made twice its money back. People mm-hmm. saw this and presumably yeah. liked it. And I don't know how they like it. And it, it like bothers me. <laughs> no, and I'm yeah, trying I to figure you. that out. Well, I, I get you, except like... Yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, and and I and I guess I'd like to figure that out too because I'm I'm very curious about those Resident Evil movies. Like how how in the f- is this a huge franchise? Like how? Like it's not a good zombie movie. It's not a good action movie. Like by 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 I, I mean even by its own standards of the day, two thousand two. We already had like Mission Impossible and Jurassic Park and, uh, you know, Michael Bay's The Rock or Armageddon. We're already movies out. Like those are good action movies. Even if you hate them, you you have to admit they're they're good action movies. They're good at what they do. They they like establish tropes in the industry for action films. What Resident Evil is nothing. That's just a nothing movie. It's like I think we both thought okay, it's pretty fun. But it's not like it's it definitely doesn't deserve billions and billions of dollars and uh like seven uh sequels that came after it. Right. So like how ha- I mean, like how? <laughs> another thing about these movies, I guess, is like I mean I was just trying to trying to find on eBay if there's like three musketeers action figures from this time and I uh-huh. just in the last 2 minutes I haven't found any but like Resident Evil I mean those movies are inevitable because it's a video game franchise that I guess in theory lends itself to maybe some good movies um, no. the video game movies are always bad. Like they're typically very bad. They typically do terrible at the box office. That's why they that's why they don't make them a lot. Like Resident Evil is an outlier just, in that. Yeah, Mortal Kombat and are, Resident Evil are an outlier. What are they just trying to like redo Mortal Kombat every time, but failing? They're like Mortal Kombat was such a success. We're just gonna keep trying to do that. Oh um, yeah, I mean maybe because because even the same year I think Mortal Kombat came out as we read Jean Claude Van Damme got offered the role for Johnny Cage. He ended up doing Street Fighter the movie, which was a mm. which tanked. 
So Street Fighter, not good. Super Mario Brothers movie's terrible. Did terrible in the box office. Mortal Kombat did really well. It's one of the few successful video game movies. Uh, Resident Evil being the other one. And they're both done by Paul W.S. Anderson. I, I, I guess... Like, maybe some of the fandom of the video game played into why Resident Evil did well, but it's so... It's, like, legendarily big and popular overseas. Like, people, like, go nuts for, for these films. And, and I, I guess, to me, when I watch them, I'm not, I'm not even watching, like, a good cult movie or something. You know, like, or, or, an in, or any... There's nothing interesting in it to me, for example. But then, like like i'm watching death race and i'm like this is just like this is just so not good it's just like not a good action movie it's barely a movie it's barely holding itself together and 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 the thing that sucks and death race is maybe a weird one to pick on maybe we should just stick to like soldier event horizon it's like what you know why aren't these like more why aren't these like why aren't they bad enough to be the bad kind of movies you love Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do think, like, I haven't really loved the, I guess, like, the cinematography and the effects and things in, yeah. in some of, in a lot of these. Um, I will say Death Race was is a movie that I'm like, it, maybe if I was, like, 13, I would have enjoyed watching that movie quite a bit. And maybe right. that's who that movie is for. Um but it's yeah. a movie where I was like, yeah, this is like a premise that is a good action movie premise. And I think it was done like, you know, pretty well, but mm-hmm. it just isn't, it, it's not my thing. So, yeah, you know, whatever. But you're right. There's some of these movies like uh, Soldier, I guess, is the best example. But Event Horizon to me is one where like, I think that movie could have been done at least kind of well. Um, like, I think what he was, I remember reading, he was just like in the beginning going for like a haunted house in space movie, mm-hmm. basically, which is great. That's like awesome. And I, you know, I would love to see a good version of that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what goes wrong <laughs> in the process. I don't know where it's just weird. It's, it's, it's odd. One positive thing I will say about Three Musketeers is I did not have any problems with like the effects or the action sequences and things, um, which I typically do have a little issues. Like it seems, I remember there was a, a, a factoid about the production of Event Horizon where they had spent like a third of the special effects budget on like an exterior shot that right, yeah. you and I <laughs> like didn't even really remember. And uh, like, it wasn't that memorable. And then we spent like 10 minutes talking about how bad the very end of the movie, like the climax of the movie <laughs> looked like how bad the effects were. Right. And it's like, I think in three Musketeers, I don't know how much, Paul W. S. Anderson is involved in like the budget and stuff. I'd imagine it has a pretty big say, but um it seems like he kinda hit a good I don't know, like groove there, I guess. Um Yeah. But I don't know. Jeremy, I was just looking at uh eBay and I'm curious 
How much do you think a signed Resident Evil extinct, Extinction movie script is movie going for? Script? On uh, yes. Hundred dollars. One ninety nine. Ooh. Yeah, do we do we create a Patreon tier for that? <laughs> For us to get that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's also for $1,100, the Alien vs. Predator 2003 screenplay and production art, which I guess this is from... Oh, that's kind of weird. Um yeah, let's talk about Pompeii, Jeremy. So you were you you mentioned <laughs> you you watched fifteen minutes of this movie. I watched very little of this movie, and then I wa- I watched <laughs> a few clips online. Um, this was see Three Musketeers. I was halfway excited about because I wanted <laughs> yeah. to watch. I like Three Musketeers. I I I remember the Chris O'Donnell Disney version of this movie. I I really enjoyed it. Then you asked me to watch Pompeii. You not you not you, but like the world asks me when I did this p- podcast, and I see <laughs> yeah. Kit Harrington, an actor who I, dude, I I watched all of Game of Thrones. I was not a Jon Snow guy. I just wasn't like I just don't think he's that great of an actor. I kind of just don't even get it, the Jon Snow thing. Anyway, he's in it. That's all I really knew. Jared Harris, I like him. I guess Kiefer, Carrie Ann. I just, I just, I wanted nothing to do with this, and I, and so I'm watching it, and it looks ugly. Like it looks terrible. This movie, by the way, had a bigger budget than the Three Musketeers. Looks way worse. I mean, yeah, it way looks. Uh... Worse. <clears throat> pretty bad um yeah so i will say i uh i watched so here's the thing about this podcast and listen we you know we got this patreon and we're we're basically breaking even over here jeremy and it's it's this is a labor of love this podcast and i love to do it and uh you know sometimes we have to we gotta we gotta dip into the those funds to 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 rent these movies Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to like pay two ninety nine to watch part of Pompeii. <laughs> so I watched. Uh, I did watch the trailer, which uh, <laughs> wholly solidified <laughs> my decision to yeah. not rent that movie. And I watched the last three minutes of the film on YouTube. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Who cares about this? That's what I want to know. It's clearly yeah. it's it's a movie that I feel like is writing the success of Gladiator, but it's doing it like right? ten years later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and way worse. Yeah, and way worse. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, no, thank you to Pompeii. I couldn't do it. This movie looks like absolute. Just horseshit. Review alligator. Uh, here, here's from Wikipedia. Critical response. Review aggregation website Rotten Tomatoes gives the film a 27% based on 162 <laughs> reviews with an average of 4.36 out of 10. The site's consensus reads, this big budget sword and sandal adventure lacks the energy and storytelling heft to amount to more than a guilty pleasure. 
uh yeah i feel i i feel like this would be a guilty pleasure <laughs> yeah i would feel guilty about <laughs> about enjoying it yeah um yeah man i don't know i i no, don't thanks. know i'm i'm looking at this trailer and then the end of it i'm watching the end of this movie and maybe i should do this more often is just watch the end of movies yeah because <laughs> yeah. i feel, feel like i wa- I I feel like I understand the entire like. I mean, I just feel like I don't need to watch that like other you, you hour have and forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've watched it. Uh, so basically, what happens at the end is, I believe he, you know, the good guy, a bad guy gets engulfed in like volcano lava, <laughs> and then a good guy like rides off on a horse or something with. Presumably, the, the like love interest of the movie that this like love has been blossoming, and then they kiss in this like very cheesy shot where there's wind blowing and debris and like fire mm. from the uh, you know volcano ash, mm-hmm. and then the last shot is like them kissing. They're like still kissing, but they're like frozen in ash. Frozen in ash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Also, Pompeii is like a real thing that happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, is this like a real... I don't know much about like the real like Pompeii. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Musketeers were real, I think, too, right? Largely preserved under the ash, the excavated city offered a unique snapshot of Roman life. Frozen at the moment, it was buried. Um, so organic remains, including wooden objects and human bodies, were entombed in the ash. Yeah, I don't know if I like that Like this movie was... The genesis of this movie is like a natural disaster happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that like human casualties should result in a, uh, you know, a, a big budget film like this, but mm. you know, that's, uh, that's an ongoing problem with, I, I guess, well, action movies and things. I, yes, absolutely. Uh, Kit Harrington later joked about the film's reception on Saturday night live remarking that movie was more of a disaster than the event it was based on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a mess! So, I you you posed a question at the beginning, mm. which is, I guess, sort of what, what why we're doing this, what we're doing, what what the difference is between between all these guys. What makes this premise of this podcast interesting? And I like that we're kind of answering that question in hindsight because I feel like I have a more focused and clear idea. But did you kind of want to go first with some of your thoughts about like not just Wes and Paul Thomas Anderson, but like how the three of them sort of fit together and how you make heads or tails of, you know, art as a, you know, the visual medium. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that Paul Thomas Anderson or I don't, I don't think that, you know, punch drunk love or, uh, you know, um, bottle rocket or movies like that would be as special to me if it wasn't for Paul W.S. Anderson movies. I mean, it's just like I punch drunk love is a great 
you know, example, because, you know, you watch Adam Sandler's career and, you know, he starts off <coughs> doing these like Happy Madison, these like fun, these like comedy movies. And, you know, he started off as this very goofy comedian and then he gets into like, uh, he kind of dips into like a lot of the different, you know, the different areas like he dips into like cheesy rom-coms you know there's like spanglish and 51st dates and then we get like uh uh you know punch drunk love and you know as much as i love all of these you know billy madison and all those movies i think my favorite movie adam sandler movie is punch drunk love because it's just like it's just so it like challenges me intellectually and it's funny and it has like a mystery element to it. Those are like three things that I just really look for in movies and I don't get any of that <laughs> in <laughs> Paul W.S. Anderson movies. But I think that was kind of a side tangent about Adam Sandler that maybe didn't service my point that I'm trying to get at is, you know, I, I think that there is... I acknowledge that there is a massive, massive majority of movie watchers like this kind of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of people that before the pandemic, they would just go to a movie just to like go to a movie. Like, you know, I, I used to do this a lot. Like I'll just go to a movie every week. I know it's like Friday night. I'm going to a movie. I'm going to pick whatever looks the least bad and I'm just going to go to a movie and, and enjoy it. And I can, I can enjoy a lot of different types of films. Um, but I think as time has gone on and I guess as like, I, this is kind of dark, but like the older you get, like I'm in my thirties now and I'm kind of like a little bit jaded and a little bit, um, like when I commit to watching a movie or reading a book or something, I'm kind of like, all right, I, I, I don't want this. I really don't want this to be bad. I want to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I'm committing the time to this. I yeah. want it to be yeah. good. And I've just watched so many movies at this point that it's like I know what I like, and I like these sort of, um, you know, artier kind of psychological movies and i like when people take chances and do weird things i think wes anderson i don't like uh we'll talk about it next week i don't like isle of dogs that much i like that movie worlds better than any paul ws anderson movie (laughs) besides maybe mortal besides mortal Kombat, because it's so different it's just so different than anything i've seen before there's a million Three Musketeers movies. There's a million uh, bad, you know, something going wrong in outer space movies. There's a million <laughs> versions of what a lot of what he's done, and that's fine for some people, and some people just I've, enjoy the comfort of this sort of, like, formula of just, like, the big-budget kind of Hollywood action movie. And I totally get that, and I totally am respectful of that, and, and you know, I don't mean to, like, offend those people or, or seem like I think I'm better than them, because I'm definitely not, and I do wish I could enjoy these movies more. 
I just really like, I really appreciate it when people do new things and I really appreciate surprises in film. I really appreciate the art of like cinematography and especially writing. I think writing to me is the biggest thing with Paul W.S. Anderson. The jokes are always really bad. I think the humor in his movies are terrible. I think there is a sort of... um, like uh, when we were talking about like the woman in death race where it's like there's like that corny scene where she has to like sit on that guy's lap in the car right. and like these scenes where like, you know, women like there's just like an attractive woman for the sake of one being there. I don't go to movies for that kind of thing. Like I, I it, it just it it's not my sensibility. Um I don't know. I just don't get like any sort of a thrill out of his movies. And I think I really think it's just gets down to the writing and <coughs> I guess just the types of films that he like likes to make. I don't know. What are you what are your thoughts? I feel like I'm rambling at this point. No, I no, I I, I agree a hundred percent with what with what you're saying. I resonate with it a lot. I I think that this was a really interesting experiment because it started as a joke and then became sort of it became a bigger conversation for me personally. Like, what is, what is all this? Like, what is art, really? I know that sounds lofty. I don't mean to sound like a like a complete, uh, I don't know, inaccessible, sort of high minded loser here. But I, I am sort of, I am sort of curious and continuing to pick your brain about, you know, is art just anything you make? Or is 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 there something because it's something that definitely feels different when you watch a Wes Anderson film or a Paul Thomas Anderson film than when you watch a Paul W S Anderson film? I mean, I guess like you could argue it's it's art versus just pure commerce, but in a way, these are all commerce, right? Like it's just you, in fact, you could argue Paul W S Anderson is far more successful than paul thomas anderson and wes anderson and they're in his movies reach a way larger audience and by that token alone if the game is how do you get more people to see your movie paul ws anderson is winning in fact you might even argue paul thomas anderson and paul and wes anderson should take a few notes from paul ws anderson (laughs) on how to get their (laughs) movies out there more but that doesn't really feel right to me, you know? Like something no. about that bothers me. And I, I think it's I think it's because that doesn't matter. Like the size of your audience doesn't matter. And unfortunately, even even if your film quote unquote resonates with more people, which I I so you know, I'm so uh uneager to say that three musketeers actually resonates with a lot of people (laughs) but i i I do feel like there there is something about the types of people that certain films attract and i don't mean to sound elitist when i say that but like if i meet somebody and they're a big fan of the films of i'm gonna say paul thomas anderson i won't say wes anderson i'll say paul thomas anderson wes anderson's a whole different thing because i think he actually a lot more people 
you know, his his films attract kind of a different audience. But if I know you're a fan of Paul Thomas Anderson or or Haneke, why we mentioned Funny Games earlier, if you know Haneke, I I really want I'm really drawn to. You. I really want to talk to you. I feel like we're gonna get along. I feel like we're gonna have a lot of things in common. And I feel like at least that conversation is going to probably be stimulating. I don't know. You, I may, I'm, we may not end up being friends. We may not end up actually really hitting it off. But I, I do think that, you know, I don't even know what I would do at a party if someone said their favorite director was Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> I would yeah. be very shocked to hear that. Uh, in fact maybe we're maybe i'm kind of circling it here and just that you know it's directors like agnes varda and godard and tarantino and scorsese those types of filmmakers people say they're my favorite filmmaker i don't think there's anyone out there who would say paul ws anderson is their favorite director I think even the fans of his movies seem like not the kind of fans that know a lot about production. They like they know the behind the scenes people in a film. Like I just I just don't believe that there's people out there who who think this guy is my favorite filmmaker despite the fact that his movies presumably make more money and reach more of an audience. What do you think about that? Do you think there's a huge Paul W.S. Anderson fan base. I don't even think that like the people who, you know, I think that a lot of the people that, that go to these movies and watch these movies, um, I don't even know that they have like favorite directors. That's what I'm you know saying. What I mean? That's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I know that there are Resident Evil fans out there. Right. But I don't think that there are Paul W.S. Anderson fans out there. I mean, there's just, there's people, I guess what I was trying to get at earlier is there's just people watch movies for different reasons. People really do just turn the TV on at the end of the day mm-hmm. simply to not have to think about anything. Simply because they want to watch D'Artagnan. <laughs> yes, yes. People, you know, turn on uh, people the same way that people go to a Paul W.S. Anderson movie or whatever, like action movie or big, you know, uh, mo- movie happens to be out that that's playing in most of the theaters. It's like they just want to like it's it's like uh, uh, it's the experience of a movie is just like associated with letting your mind just stop thinking for a while right and i think it's totally fine that people don't care they're like people don't care about like oh that effect looked like not that good or um whatever i don't think there's anything wrong with that i just think that there's like like people like us that watch films um for on more of a like with more of like an artistic eye where we um we can appreciate like a uh, certain cinematic choices and we can really appreciate like when like a line was written really well or, or, you know, a performance is incredibly good or there's a really good casting decision or, you know, whatever. Um, but there's people that don't care about any of that stuff. And those people are like the majority of movie watchers, I think. Um, and I, I, that's just, I, I think, you know, that is what makes like, um, you know, 
PTA, who probably is maybe one of the more mainstream versions of this, of like a, a director who I don't even know what you classify it as, but like a director who like really is a true artist, um, or Wes Anderson is is one of these too, where that's what it, that makes their work so much more special because you like you only get one of their movies every couple of years, and it's always just in between all of this. What I think is crap, and I say crap just as things that I just films that I like don't really like or right. wouldn't want to go see uh, personally. Right. Um, there's just a lot less of that. You know what I mean? There's like less of the. There's way less of the. I think the films that you and I like than there are of this kind of stuff. I, I agree. Um, and, and I, I think th- that yeah. kind of like bonds us and makes us more uh, passionate about about those movies and more passionate about like why we don't like these types of movies, you know? Yeah, and I think you hit another big nail on the head earlier when you talked about, you know, when you like being challenged at the cinema. Like you, you yeah. enjoy that feeling. Even if you oh, come yeah. away thinking that you didn't like it, you didn't like the film, you like the attempt. You like the effort of someone is trying to convey something to me. Someone is trying to challenge me or trying to push my perspective or trying to help me understand the world in a different way. Um, I can tell you right now, my dad and my mom, uh, they're granted they're a little older now. They don't like that. <laughs> yeah. They just don't exactly. like that feeling. Yeah. They, they don't, There's- they like not being challenged specifically they think they are offended if you are trying to challenge them in a film they find it to be excessive my dad uh he hates quentin tarantino like he just hates him because he finds that a lot of tarantino's choices are really challenging like the 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 choice to cut off the uh policeman's ear in reservoir Mm -hmm. dogs he references that a lot to this day as being a choice where he saw something happen cinematically that he thought was just, it was just grotesque for the sake of being grotesque. It didn't need to be there. It was too challenging for him. He didn't like that, that it was too, uh, it was obs- uh, excessive. But you know what? He loves Once Upon a Time in Hollywood <laughs> because that's a film that doesn't really challenge you i love once upon a time in hollywood but it's it is it's kind of a film that is about the golden days of hollywood and all of the all of the spoils the riches of that film come from wish fulfillment it's literally a fantasy that Mm. movie and that's what it's trying to be and i think that's why he likes it whereas pulp fiction he, he he would not give even give it a chance. So I think that like for us, we really enjoy turning on a movie and being startled or surprised or shocked, uh, you know, challenged. And I think that most of America, most of the world, probably, they like to eat popcorn and watch Mila Jovovich kick a dog right in the face. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, you know, I'm, 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 <laughs> it's been a great ride. I think I'm ready to commit, you know, 
I I'm glad that we kind of like did this little like booster. We did we did yeah. like uh, what are the things in Mario Kart that make you go a little bit faster for oh, a second? Oh man, like mushrooms. <clears throat> yeah, it's like we did one of those. It's like uh, we did mushrooms and, together. <laughs> yeah, 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 and watched Pompeii and uh, 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 Three Musketeers, and um, now we're both in uh, institutions. Yes. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, next week we will be, I guess, wrapping up our uh, Wes Anderson coverage with Isle of Dogs. Um, and then, uh, and then we'll do going a bunch forward, of, uh, Resident Evils <laughs> before we, yeah, <laughs> I think we have two more Resident Evils and Monster Hunter, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, I-, I meant to say at the top of the show, please, if you have any suggestions for what we do, uh, uh, after the Andersons, as we are almost done here. Uh, get them in soon because we're going to be making some decisions pretty soon here. And, uh, you know, right now we are leaning towards the films of um, hmm, who's a director that would be funny to say in this moment? Oh, uh, uh, probably somebody like uh, <laughs> uh, we're leaning towards the films of. Uh, who's a yeah? It's got it should be somebody like an actor who's directed like one movie. The films of Sean Penn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're doing a Sean Penn podcast, but only his directing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, work. Uh, Jeremy, anything you want to plug before we sign off? Nah, not at all. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. And I also, if you disagree with us, reach out. Like, let us know. Like, I, I want to, I, I like a dialogue about this. I know I've said some pretty definitive, um, like hasty generalized things about Paul W.S. Anderson. You know, I, 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 you know, I think I do a pretty good job of, of telegraphing which stuff I'm saying in jest and what stuff I'm saying in earnest, but if I've been too harsh or unfair to Paul W. Sanderson, let us know. I, I want to know more people's thoughts about this particular filmmaker. He's, I think that for every disparaging thing we've said about him, he's very interesting. Like he exists as yes. a very interesting thing in Hollywood. So yeah. And a thing that, and a thing that I, I also want to add, he doesn't offend me. Like Brett Ratner is I think a pig <laughs> yeah. who defend who offends yeah. me. Like he's an actual asshole who makes garbage. Like that that yeah. person I think should be not working anymore. Like not unlike a Harvey Weinstein type. But but Paul sure. W. S. Anderson, I think he has a good heart. I mean I don't even know why I think that. <laughs> but uh I I kind of respect the guy. I just I just don't like anything he's pretty much ever done. Uh, so yeah, reach out if you, if you want to start a dialogue about that. I'm, I'm always down. Jeremy. And you can, and you can uh, reach out to me at, uh, at Eric Keppel on Twitter. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, get those suggestions in, sign up for that Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy and mm-hmm. Norma. I'll see you in my dreams. Mm-hmm.